Thanks for tuning in. First, a word from our supporters. V Coffee Podcast is sponsored by KitchenAid, whose coffee collection is changing the way coffee is brewed at home. KitchenAid worked with baristas and coffee experts to engineer a new line of coffee products. The KitchenAid Burr Grinder allows you to extract the best flavor from your coffee beans by precisely controlling the grind level. The KitchenAid Precision Press Coffee Maker enhances the classic French press brewing method with an integrated scale and timer to precisely brew a bold, full-bodied cup of coffee. Exceptional coffee made simple with KitchenAid. You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. Episode 96, The Perception of Price. Welcome back to another episode of The Coffee Podcast. I know that some of you participated in our most recent giveaway with Department of Virology. We have another one going on this month with a giveaway of the Let Coffee Bloom hat, which is maybe one of the coolest hats out there in the coffee world. We're giving it away at the end of this month. We will announce it in the first, uh, I believe it's actually September 1st. Uh, the first Friday of September. So be sure to throw that hashtag people focused onto your repost of the image to get your name into the hat twice. You don't have to go very far to see that price is an issue in coffee. We've talked a lot about this in the most recent episodes concerning the World Coffee Producers Forum, in which case the producers are saying that the price that they are being paid is too low. But this isn't the only complaint that we're hearing in the chain. We're also hearing that the price of coffee is too high. Where are we hearing this? Well, quite obviously from the consumer. If you work in a cafe, or you have worked in a cafe, especially a cafe serving specialty coffee, you know that consumers will complain when they're paying, you know, so many dollars for a cup. I know uh, in Austin, you're looking at, you know, $3 to $4 for a 12 to 16 ounce cup of coffee. And maybe if you're a barista, you're thinking, well, just go elsewhere. You know, maybe you don't want our high quality Ethiopian, what have you. Um, But that's not the solution. And the solution isn't very straightforward either. Consumers are wondering why the price of coffee is going up. And producers are wondering why they cannot afford uh, the expenses of coffee production. This is a massive issue. This sort of poses the question, is something going on between production and consumption, between uh, the growing of the coffee and the consumption of the coffee? Is there something in the market that isn't working properly? And I am in no place to answer this question, but what we're going to do in this episode is kind of talk through um, different parts of the industry to see what might be going on. Why is the price of coffee on the consumer side too high? And why are producers not getting paid what they need uh, to, to make a living on coffee production? And for the sake of this conversation, we're going to start with the idea that the coffee, the price of coffee on the consumer side is too high. Too high is a perception 
it's it's a thought about a price too high for one person is not necessarily too high for another person uh it's it's the price people are willing to pay and uh so let's jump into that let's take a moment to talk about perception of price and how that might play a role in this big problem that we see in the industry from anecdotal evidence, I can tell you that my grandfather does not appreciate a, you know, 18 to $21, 12-ounce bag of coffee. Why? Well, he's used to spending a lot less on coffee. He's more used to spending something around 50 cents per 30 grams or so. And I'm using 30 grams as an estimate because I think that our listeners are going to relate to 30 grams. It's about how much you're using to brew, you know, yourself uh, one one go of pour-over coffee. And to make it easier on everybody, 30 grams is roughly one ounce. Starbucks Pike Place is starting at 80 cents for that 30 grams or that one ounce. So 80 cents an ounce. Stumptown's Ethiopia Duromina is $16 for 12 ounces. That's 16 divided by 12 per ounce, or you could say per 30-ish grams. You see where this is going, but I have one more. Madcap's Elefante El Salvadorian coffee is $27 for 12 ounces. That's 27 divided by 12, $2.25 an ounce. You better believe my grandfather's going to see $2.25 an ounce and go, what in the great Scots are you doing? I don't know what he'd actually say. Is that a thing people say? I don't know. But he would be very concerned and it would not be attractive to him at all. And this just scratches the surface of today's topic, the idea that there's a perception of price and it's an important part of our conversation in the grand scheme of sustainability and things like the price of coffee. Let's talk a little more about the perception piece. And I'm going to use my grandfather's Folgers at 50 cents an ounce or 50 cents for that 30 grams in comparison to the first coffee after that, the Starbucks Pike Place, just to give you an idea of maybe some of the ways people are thinking about their coffee. I'll start by saying that my grandfather does not like the way Starbucks coffee tastes. So, taste plays a role. The price of the Starbucks coffee is a whopping 30 cents more an ounce, or 30 more cents per 30 grams, than my grandfather's Folgers coffee. So in his eyes, it's kind of like a no-brainer. It's like, I don't like the way it tastes, and it's 30 cents more for my cup of coffee. You start throwing other factors into how to make the coffee, saying like, you know, you need to buy whole bean, and you need to have this equipment and that equipment, and the expenses add up, and maybe he would be completely turned off to the idea of drinking uh, specialty coffee, using, you know, a scale and a grinder and all of that at home because things are just too expensive. Why is coffee so expensive? And this isn't even to mention time, but time is also something people pay for a cup of coffee. This is why you might see so many people lined up for a cup of coffee at a popular uh, retail store near you. Um, Maybe the coffee's not as good, but the line moves quicker. 
And this is the power of convenience uh, that we've talked about on the show before. Uh, The sort of thing where people will spend more money for a quicker cup of coffee. All right, so hold on a second. Kira Green Mountain uh, Breakfast Blend is $14.99 for a box of 24. And each pod is roughly one ounce. This is based on my research, which was actually kind of difficult to find how many ounces were in a K-cup. But we're looking at, with that math, roughly 60 cents a pod, or 60 cents an ounce. So price-wise, that puts the uh, Keurig in between the, um, the Folgers and the Starbucks cup of coffee. So all of these numbers, and we're ending up with some more questions. One of these questions is going to be, are people complaining about the price of uh, coffee they're buying at a, at a retail store? Or are people complaining about the, the price of coffee uh, when they're brewing at home? This, this is an important question. Let's jump into an article on CNN called Your Morning Cup of Coffee Will Get More Expensive by Paul R. LaMonica, January 11, 2017. Quote, if the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, then be prepared to pay a, a bit more for your morning caffeine fix. End quote. This article essentially talks about how companies like Smuckers and Starbucks and Kraft Heinz, who owns Maxwell House, have been raising their prices on coffee because of the price of coffee on the commodity market. In the article, it talks about how Smucker may have raised coffee prices too quickly and caused some shock uh, for the consumer, which resulted in some negative results on sales. Um, but I'm sure they weren't the only ones in this position. And if you think of the the brands, uh, primarily uh, Smuggers with Folgers and um, Kraft Heinz with Maxwell House, these consumers are maybe a little different than uh, the consumers we typically think of when we're thinking of uh, third wave coffee, right? Which begs the question, are certain consumers more sensitive to pricing than other consumers? Say, is a a uh, specialty coffee drinker less sensitive to a shift in price change than a consumer of uh, a product of Maxwell House or Folgers? These are the sorts of questions I throw out there because I want to hear what you have to say. Join me on Instagram and let's talk about this. Uh, maybe we can even throw up a Reddit page and get this conversation cooking. But let's work on some more questions. Another question I have is the question of when have people been paying for a coffee over the last hundred years? Really, how how much has it changed? We know that the, the commodity market goes up and down, but what about the price of coffee for the consumer? The following information is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, databases, tables, and calculators by subject, the CPI average price data, and this is for coffee all the way back to year 19. 80. This is going to be based on coffee, 100% ground roast, all sizes per pound in the U.S. city average, average price, not seasonally adjusted, and that sort of thing. This information is interesting, and I'm going to focus on January of every year just because it's a good place to, to start. So in January of 1980, 
Uh, for the specs I mentioned, we're looking at $3 and roughly 21 cents a pound. You then, you see a dip, um, chopping to about 2.73 up until 1987, in which there's an increase, then an immediate decrease, all the way until 1995, where you see a significant increase to almost 4 dollars and 40 cents and then a decrease and then a further decrease up until 2005 uh, with the increase happening again at 2011 four dollars and 40 cents 2012 five dollars and almost 50 cents then 2013 five dollars and almost 90 cents so let's just call that six dollars and uh, then a little bit of a drop after that, all the way through 2017, ending at $4.67, roughly. I feel like after this one, I should say, welcome to the numbers podcast, where I just say numbers for, <laughs> for uh, 13 minutes. But we all know that these numbers are important. And to see these sorts of numbers change is an important thing to, to, to see. The price of coffee has gone up and down for the consumer and it's sort of been a roller coaster of sorts and prices are relatively high compared to where they've been in the past and that is where i throw a big relatively out there and i'm going to emphasize why imagine with me for a second that coffee prices have never been where they should be that is to say they've never been in a place where they actually provide the means for a producer to live off of the the wages they make off of producing coffee. What if the price that we're used to, say, you know, according to this data set, um, say we're used to paying $4 for our bag of coffee, what if that price um, is is not actually at the appropriate value of, of coffee Again, to sustain the producer who's actually making the coffee. With this sort of thinking, it could easily turn into a conversation of, well, of course coffee prices are going to go up if we want to keep seeing coffee. If I want to keep drinking coffee and I want producers to keep making um, decisions to produce coffee, then the prices of coffee must go up. For me, in my place, in my seat, where, where I'm sitting... It is logical for me to say, well, okay, coffee's going to get more expensive and I, I really like it, so I guess I'm going to have to um, save up my dollars. <laughs> I'm laughing because I can't believe I just said that and I'm just going to leave it in the podcast. But realistically, that's what I'm thinking. But I think for a lot of people, they don't realize um, the chain, what the coffee chain looks like. They don't understand the producer's not making money. And they don't understand that the producer may have really not ever been able to live off of the money they were making in the first place. And because this issue is so um, complex, we're running into a problem where the consumer is going, man, the prices are too high, while the producer can barely make a living, if make a living at all. So I think it's fair to say that my conclusion on all these things, the, the reason that the producer says, I'm not making enough money is straightforward. They're not making enough enough money. I think the reason the consumer thinks that the prices are too high has to do with relative prices, you know, today versus yesterday's cheaper 
uh, cheaper coffee partially, but I think the greater problem is maybe uh, the idea that uh, consumers have never really been paying the right price for coffee. And maybe that means the coffee roasters have not been paying uh, the right dollar for coffee based on the commodity market. And, and, and who knows? I'm, this, this, these are ideas. These are thoughts that I have. Uh, and I want to open this discussion and pursue it further. And with that, I'm going to end this episode uh, with some exciting news. Uh, and that is that we're going to have somebody uh, speak about the market very soon, maybe even the next episode. And so we can ask some of these questions and get some of them answered. Um, and so I'm excited for that. And I hope you are as well. The Coffee Podcast is produced by me, Jesse Hartman, and my co-host, Weston Peterson. Music is by Michael Parallax. You can find him at michael-parallax.bandcamp.com. As always, we're thankful that you're listening and we're thankful for your support. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. Until then, happy brewing.